Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is game day. LSU game day today, and none gets any bigger than the fan bases from Alabama and LSU. Certainly Alabama has other rivals on their docket, that including Auburn, the Iron Bowl, and Tennessee, that third uh, Saturday in October. However, both fan bases really get stoked for LSU and Alabama, along with the second winning quarterback in LSU history, Herb Tyler and Deke Bellavid. Coming up, we will visit with Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. He will be with us. Also, Charlie Porter, Alabama football beat writer for BamaOnline.com, will be with us to give us his take on today's action from the Alabama side as we go behind enemy lines. Jeff Palermo, news director and columnist at WWL.com, Louisiana Network's news director, will be with us to give us his take on LSU and Alabama. Ben Jones, football writer for TideSports.com and the Tuscaloosa News, will be with us as we get more of a look on Alabama. And Brian Lazar, senior writer at TigerBait.com, be with us at BL Door on Twitter. 260-1870 is the number to get involved. What are the keys to today's game for LSU hanging around and having a shot against the Crimson Tide? And my partner Herb Tyler, Herb walked in the studio and says, Yes, LSU has a shot. But yes, Herb, do. how do the Tigers uh, decrease those odds of being a 21-point underdog? I mean, technically you can say they have to play a perfect game, right? Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. necessarily. Things just have to fall into place for them, right? Offensively, defensively, and special teams-wise. So what I mean by that is, hey, you know, guys may not run for 150 yards today, but if he runs for 60, 70 yards that are, you know, that that that, that moves the chains, if you will, uh, Danny Edling doesn't have to throw for 400 yards. He needs to throw for at least 175 to 200 and make some plays at the same time, a couple of touchdowns here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense, we just have to fly around the ball. We have to make plays. We have to tackle these guys. Once we put our hands on them, we got to get them down to the ground, right? Um, and then also we need to force some some, some turnovers, whether it be by intercept or, or fumble or even turnover on downs or whatnot. But we, we should try to, at the very – um, least we need to go ahead and just play loosely. We don't need to be uptight. We have nothing to lose. They have everything to lose. Um, no one's expecting us to win this game. I know the points spread was what twenty one early in the week. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking it's still the same thing. But right now, so <laughs> technically, no one really, really gives us any chance whatsoever. But guess who does? I do. I think we can play with them. Our ones can play with their ones. What's going to come up is can our ones stay energize and can we stay on the field for four quarters and play as our ones can play um and then when the guys who come in to spell those ones can they make a difference as well so special teams we're going to have to score some a touchdown or or something on special teams um field position is going to be huge um i mean we just have to we don't have to play perfect but we have to play really great in each phase of the football game. Herb, when it comes down to this matchup, and uh, when you were playing at LSU, was it was it this one? Was it LSU and Alabama, or was it LSU and Ole Miss? And what was it with that chief game that, that everybody got up for, for when you were there that you know it's the big one, the one that both sides look at, and it's, it's seemingly that nothing has to be said that you know that they're going to bring their best and you're going to bring their, your best. It was two teams. It was uh, Florida and Auburn for us at the time because Alabama was going through a couple of coaching changes right, at that right, time. But right. Auburn was, you know, um, coming off the, what was it, the uh, Tommy Bowden era yeah, or whatnot. Yeah. So they were really good. Um, and um, and Florida obviously had uh, 
Coach Spurrier at the mm-hmm. time, and they were, you know, always one through five in the country mm-hmm. each year. So, um, so those two games, I mean, you had to get up for them. But, you know, and in, in, in retrospect, our um, team really got up for every game for the most part. The only game I can remember as a team, as a whole, we did not get up was that uh, Ole Miss game after we beat Florida in 97, um, it, which was a, a difficult game for us because it, it was a 2.30 kickoff in that time. Right. I don't think – I think that was the only game we ever kicked off at 2.30. So that was a little bit different for us. But at the same time, you still have to get up. doesn't matter what time the game kicks off for. Two six zero one eight ten is the number. Get involved. You can get on board with Herb and give us your take. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back, get you caught up on the college football scoreboard. So we are going to, to open up the phone lines and start getting our guest in here. The big one, LSU and Alabama, 21 points. Yes, is that sir. too much? Just right. Or what's going to happen in today's contest? Along with Herb Tyler, I'm Deke Bellavia here on the home of the Tigers, WWL. It is LSU and Alabama this afternoon from Brian Denny, tonight from Brian Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Along with Herb Tyler, I'm Deke Bellavia. Getting set to get hooked up. In just a few moments, we'll visit with Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com to get his take on today's matchup and recruiting. And boy, her time flies. And the high school football season already ain't going into the playoffs. Last night was the last night of the regular season. I'm going to tell you right now, man, there's been some good high school football around here in uh, Louisiana, period. Not only in New Orleans and, and, and uh, my son's old team, the Newman Green is in Nelson Stewart, a 10 and 0, baby. Yep. For the first time in history. So that's, that's pretty that's good. And then big, look, big my, season um, for them. my couple of alma maters uh, at the car, they're just steamrolling people as always. Yep. Um, and then also uh, Landry Walker. Yeah, they didn't want seven team. straight now. They're rolling. Yeah, just yeah. like they did last year, rolling to the postseason. Oh, yeah. The, the charging bucks are making it happen. Them car cougars are making it happen. They sure are indeed. They sure are indeed. So a lot happening right now. We'll get an update on the top players and who is looking good going into the playoffs. And, of course, uh, we'll have all the brackets posted to our website and everything tomorrow evening once that becomes official. LSU and Alabama, a 21-point dog LSU is tonight at Bryant-Denny Stadium. What can LSU do to uh, increase their chances in trying to win tonight at Bryant-Denny Stadium? 260-1870. You can text us at 870-870. Getting ready to get you caught up on a college football scoreboard and a lot of games in action going on right now. And uh, we'll start things off here as we get the uh, computer refreshed. And we start off in the Big Ten where right now it's a lightning delay in Lansing between 24th-ranked Michigan State and 7th-ranked Penn State with the Nittany Lions leading 14-7. to mm. Late in the fourth quarter, it is Wisconsin all over Indiana by a score of 45-17. to Auburn, well aware, well ahead of yep. Texas A&M, a minute left in the contest. Auburn up 42-27. to Mississippi State, uh, this one is, let's see, right now it has gone final in Mississippi State win. Struggles a little bit today as they beat UMass 34-23. to Later, it is South Carolina at number one, Georgia. Wake Forest is at number three, Notre Dame. Number four, Clemson is at number 20, NC State. Number six, Ohio State is at Iowa. Number 15, Iowa State is at West Virginia. Game coming up. Got a lot of local interest, and I mean local, like local in the studio, local. <laughs> number 21, Stanford at number 25, Washington State. Boy, Stanford's got a lot of a lot of big games left in their schedule when you factor in that Notre Dame game coming up, Her They do, man. If they can run the table, they'll be in a good spot um, and, and win at that um, Pac-12 North. Yeah. They'll be in a good spot to at least get an opportunity to be considered in the playoffs. Yep. You at University of Central Florida, the 18th-ranked Black Knights, they are at SMU, who is 6-2. 
Our matchup has 19th ranked LSU at number two, Alabama. Number 13, Virginia Tech is at number 10 to Miami. It is Oregon at number 12, Washington. Number 12, Arizona is at number 22, Arizona is at number 17, USC. And it was last night, Memphis, for the second Friday night in a row, rolling the 23rd ranked Tigers. They improved to 9-1, and 8-1 and one overall, 5-1 in American Athletic Conference play as they roll 41-14 over Tulsa. You know, Herb, the first college football playoff poll came out this week. Yes, it did. Georgia was at number one, Alabama at two. Uh, you had Notre Dame at three and Clemson at four. So those were the top four teams. Your thoughts yep. on the poll, the first poll? I, you know, technically, I, I, I kind of, I think they got it right, man. I mean, I don't, they're not far off if, if they're incorrect at all. I think they're right. Uh, Georgia's played some really good talent here mm-hmm. um, this this year alone. I mean, they beat you know the Dame, who's number four. That's right. By one point, so um, you know Alabama has a strong case as well to be one or two, which they're two. I don't I don't think it doesn't really matter for Coach Saban at all. I think yeah. he just as long as he's in the top four, he's fine. Um, Clemson and, and Notre Dame. Notre Dame is playing some really great football right now. I, you know, Clemson is the only team I think. They can, you know, you can, you can, I think they have the team, right? It, right? I just don't know if they have the quarterback right now. Um, You know, with Penn State playing as well as they are, Ohio State playing as well as, well as they are, and then Oklahoma, um, I think any one of those four teams, Penn State, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and um, Clemson could be that fourth, in that fourth spot right now. And, Bo Herb, you look at it too, uh, you think about it now, okay, where, where is Notre Dame in their schedule? Okay, Georgia is at number one. That's yep. a team, the only team Notre Dame lost to. Mm-hmm. Boston College is rolling right now. Michigan State was upset last week, but they're playing better than a lot of people thought. Uh, they ranked in the top 25. Miami of Ohio, North Carolina. USC is climbing back up now after being as high as number three yep. in the uh, early part of the season. Now they're at number 11. Uh, you also have uh, NC State, and when Notre Dame played them, they were ranked number 14. Mm-hmm. They had Wake Forest Day. Then they still have undefeated Miami. Should Miami be undefeated? Navy, who's got, I think, just one loss, and then Stanford. And Stanford, by the time they play in a couple weeks, could move well within the top 15, uh, Herb, because uh, in that Notre Dame schedule, when you're talking about teams that are ranked and where they are, they're going to be if, – if they run the table – I think they're definitely one of the th- four teams that's in there. They're definitely top three, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to tell you this. They're not just beating people. They're <laughs> destroying people. If mm-hmm. you look at the games, I mean, they're they're really manhandling people up front. Um, they're scoring points. The defense is is making plays all over the field. Uh, Notre Dame just right now, you know, in, in my opinion, they're a top three team in which they should be. Um, and, I, and, and I can tell you this right now, too, also, if they can continue to win, which I don't think they'll beat Stanford only because <laughs> I have some ties there. But right. but if they can beat you run the table, they'll definitely be, I think, the third-ranked team in the in the country. Yeah, no doubt about it. And Notre Dame does go into now, the now That's also considering that Alabama and Georgia continue to win as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in my opinion, I don't know if Alabama can get past tonight now. They're going to have to look. They're the going to have is, to play Alabama football. Yeah. The thing is, Herb, that, you know, LSU and Alabama tonight, when you look at the way Alabama's schedule sets up, okay, now, there's schedules and they're made years in advance. Mm-hmm. And then you have to play out how it is in the season. Now, Alabama's schedule, I don't think anybody thought that Florida State would fall apart, but Florida State really needs to win, what, three of their last four or all four to be bowl eligible? So we're talking about a team that yep. was once preseason thought to be that that matchup was going to be maybe a possible preview of the national championship, now completely out of whack. Yep. So you look at their schedule, and when you look at what his teams are ranked and where LSU, Mississippi State, 
and Auburn are ranked in the top 25 where they are ranked statistically, offensively, and defensively. This is without question Alabama's toughest part of their schedule, three of the next four mm-hmm. against ranked teams and teams that are up tier. Mississippi State and uh, Auburn both entered in the top 12 today in total defense in college football, and LSU, I believe, was in the top 20. So their schedule, is this is the toughest part of it. Georgia, Alabama, the way they're setting up, Herb, if they were to both meet in Georgia, I think they could, each one of them could probably suffer a loss and still, still have everything in front of them. And if they both get to Atlanta undefeated, I, I think the loser of that game still is might be in the playoff. How can you argue that? Yeah. I, I don't think you can argue that. Especially I mean, if somebody like Oklahoma, if Oklahoma loses once more or, or right. Oklahoma State, then I don't see how, how you can't get them in there because, I, I mean, Iowa State wouldn't get in there with two losses. I don't see any of those guys getting in there, even if those guys go undefeated and then lose in the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. I think that I mean they've both to this point have proved that they're top one and two teams I in the agree, country, her. along with Notre Dame. I'm gonna tell you that right now, along with Notre Dame. So, mm-hmm. um, with that being said, I don't understand. Well, let me say it like this: I, I think that those guys has have every opportunity to be in the college mm-hmm. um, playoffs here at the end of the season if they both go undefeated and one of them, well, obviously one of them will lose in there. SEC championship game. How do you, how does how do players stay focused? This game has become the game you talked about when LSU and Auburn were going back and forth. And the, your first year at LSU before you took over, that was the interception game. Yep. And, you know, and it started so much. And then in your days there, of course, you had the, the cigar game, the bring back the magic game. So mm-hmm. it was Auburn. But how do you focus when you go through a season and on that schedule – you know that there's that one game that everybody's pointing to, everybody's pointing to, and this fan base, this LSU fan base, has been pointing toward Alabama, and Alabama has been so as well when you think about it. Yep. Although we, we brought it up earlier, they do have their rivals, Auburn and Tennessee, that you know from a history standpoint take precedent. But I think, again, no team in this conference, in any of the Power Five conferences, gets up more for a road team than what LSU faces all the time, and they'll face that again tonight. But how do you focus on that, Herb, and not look too far not look too far far ahead and keep everything in perspective this season wise knowing that this is the one that your fan base let's face it if LSU would have win tonight and they finished one and two (laughs) down the stretch right I don't the fans wouldn't be that disappointed because you beat Alabama I don't think so either but you know it's just like life man you get up every day and you know you 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 get up you wash your face brush your teeth you Mm -hmm. decide what clothes you're gonna wear um and you attack work as you attack it so it's not you know it's it's a thing where it's all mental and it's all pride and it's how you carry yourself and what and what um makes you feel proud about what you are to do or accomplish that particular day. So each each and every game as a football player, you 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 face it as if it's the number one ranked team across from you every time. If you don't, then you you'll you'll see really quick that that team could possibly be that number one ranked team and beat you at any point in time, no matter where the ranking is. Um, as we saw against Troy when we played Troy this year. So it doesn't matter. The, the, you have to play up to your ability and then bring your level of play up every time that you do play. So yeah. you have to exceed your level of ability. So And if you and if you have any pride in what you do, you're going to do that every time that you play. Yeah. And that also includes during practice. So you have to practice the way that you want to play on Saturdays. If you don't attack practice the same way, then you're going to play like you practiced earlier in the week. So, you know, for me, I think we're having these two – Weeks off for LSU or just one week off and then practicing this week against Alabama, I think that's going to really tell the story of how you prepared, if you're ready to play, if you're mentally ready to play, um, and then also if you have the the uh, the team unity that you need 
the last couple of four, three, let's call it two or three weeks that we've seen them play, they've started to come together. They started to play Tiger football. If we can continue to do that, and this will be another huge step for us, if we can play four quarters, put together four quarters this game, not the second half and not the, the second and fourth quarter, right. but four quarters of football, I think we have a really, really strong chance and opportunity to, to come out of Tuscaloosa with a victory. That's the second winning as quarterback in LSU football history, Herb Tyler. And Herb and I were kind of uh, communicating social media, I guess you'd say social media, or uh, texting communication on the way here. And now next week at this time, we'll probably be talking post-game because uh, the pregame show next week is at 7 a.m. on the LSU campus. We'll be on from 7 to 9, in case you haven't heard yet. LSU has been chosen. I think this is just the first time since the 11 or 12 season. So they dodge as many early games as they can. But LSU will play Arkansas next Saturday morning. And, Herb, it could be – it could be 35 degrees outside, which it won't be, and it'll still be warm in Tiger Stadium because the sun's going to be out. Absolutely. And that's, so it's, that's, a, that's one of those games where you don't even pay attention to the month because no. the time of day, it's going to be warm. Tiger Stadium is like a big ju- uh, jambalaya pot, man. Yeah. It doesn't matter what time of year it that's is. Right. If you get a little heat to it, it's gonna um, a little sunshine. It's going gonna, it's gonna to boil you so and cook you really well. So that's going to be an 11 o'clock game next week. And LSU. Look, all of the fans will be ready to roll, too. So oh, yeah. Yeah. No worries. No, no doubt about it. We'll be ready. All right. So coming up, we're going to visit with Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com, get a recruiting uh, look. What Louisiana top recruits are at Alabama today that uh, both schools are bidding for, so to speak. This is always comes down to some Louisiana and Alabama has had very lot of success under Coach Saban with Louisiana recruits. But first up, here is a CBS update. An Alabama team that has the earmarkings of a traditional Nick Saban coached ball club. Uh, coach Pruitt is his defense coordinator now, has taken over that uh, spot since Coach Smart went to Georgia. And Alabama is not only number one in scoring defense, total defense, and rushing defense in the Southeastern Conference. They are number one in each of those categories in the nation as well. Now, Alabama does bring a stout defense when you think about it, and their pass defense is right up there at the uh, tops two as well. They are fourth in the SEC, allowing 169 yards per contest. Uh, when you look at some things, uh, Herb, in this contest, there are certain areas where I think when you're game planning, and, and I won't get your take on this being a player, you know, you can look at teams and say, well, they look flawless, but every game plan has an area where a team feels like, what is our best opportunity? Which area gives us the best shot to exploit something? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what's going to be interesting to see tonight, what Matt Canada has and also Dave Aranda has as far as what areas do they think they can exploit. I think I got an, I, I got an idea what Dave Aranda can exploit, but from a Matt Canada standpoint, offensively, Herb, I'm going to lean on you for that. I don't know. I don't know which, which way they think they can exploit tonight, particularly going on the personnel, at quarterback personnel, what we saw last year at Link versus this year at Alabama. So so the thing about that is historically, if you look at Alabama's, um, you know, the, how they have not fared too well against opponents, right? Let's call it Ole Miss, um, Texas A&M, and more recently Clemson. First and foremost, I think you have to have a quarterback that can get out of the pocket and make some things happen when everything breaks down. There's no offensive line in the country that's going to just be able to let the quarterback sit back in the pocket for for three, four, five seconds and kind of pick that defense apart. It won't happen. Um, So that's first and foremost. The second thing is if you are going to throw the ball, you have to be able to throw the ball from anywhere from intermediate to deep because that's where they kind of – 
are not as strong as as you know they seem to be. If you can if you can complete some passes down the field, um, some deep crosses, some uh, some post patterns, some corner patterns, uh, some flies, different things like that. I think you have a, you stand a chance of making some some really good uh, plays against them. Now, when you try to line up to them. Uh, against them and 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 then try to pound the ball as we've done in the past. We already we all know what that's done. That's given us seven to ten to maybe thirteen points in one win out of the last six seasons. So that's not going to happen. So you have to be able to kind of kind of spread them out a little bit and kind of beat them intermediate and deep passing wise. And the last six quarterbacks uh, to knock off LSU and uh, let's see, I had to throw in here too. Uh, her a different one because I almost messed up. Uh, Cam Newton, mm-hmm. Johnny Menzel, yep. uh, Chad Kelly, yep. Bo Wallace, yep. Nick Marshall, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, and I want to say, was it Cardell Jones? Was Cardell playing that year? I think that was the year that uh, Ohio State lost to Virginia Tech, and then they came and went all the way to the national championship. That third, and that was the year, the, the third, third quarter. So Cardell, mm-hmm. yeah, Cardell Jones. So, and all of those, as Herb said, have those ability. Whether you say they're mobile quarterbacks, but they certainly a strength is extending the play. Yes, and that's one of those things that each one of those seven quarterbacks has in common. All right, Mike Scarborough at TigerBait.com. www.tigerbait.com joins us now. Mike, uh, end of the high school football season, regular season, the playoffs are beginning, getting ready to get set. What recruits tonight are expected to be on the Alabama campus that both LSU and Alabama are vying for? Well, you know, last night we uh, were at the Dunham Episcopal game, and uh, Mike Williams from Dunham's going to be there. I think Stingley also, the hmm. 2019 defensive back, is going to be there. Uh, Kelvin Joseph uh, from Scotlandville that LSU – once had as a commitment and hope to flip back, and I think he will be uh, eventually a part of this LSU class again. He'll be there. Nadab Joseph from South Florida, who was once an LSU commitment, he'll be there. Um, you're, and you're going to have many more. Uh, they've got uh, official visitors. And when I looked at their unofficial recruiting visit list, um, I, I, I'm telling you they had at least 75 names and probably more than that midweek. So, you know, but there's also there's a difference between guys who say they're going to go midweek and who actually shows up uh, on game day. Uh, but it, it will be a who's who uh, for uh, unofficial and official visitors for Alabama. And it's the same way when LSU hosts Alabama. Uh, you know, kids from Alabama will come in uh, for that one. Certainly Provence, who's committed to LSU from Gurley. Uh, the, the athlete uh, will be there, committed to LSU uh, and others. But uh, – yeah, it, it's um, recruits are certainly watching this one, and LSU, of course, uh, wants to stem the tide of, of losing some of the Louisiana kids to Alabama. Not going to be as many this year, uh, but uh, 2019 Saban is going to be uh, – uh, I think he's going to want to come in Louisiana and have uh, another big year in the state. Mike, for everybody out there paying attention, let them know how they can get the latest information, what's up online, and know Brian's got a complete layout of all today's pregame coverage. Yeah, we got our LSU-Alabama preview. That's a freebie on the front page of Tiger Bait. Uh, we, uh, we got our interview with Mike Williams postgame last night. Of course, he's the athlete from Dunham, uh, outside linebacker, uh, defensive end type. Uh, LSU-Alabama battle for him. He jumped in the car early this morning to head up there uh, for the game, so – and then we'll reach out to all the recruits after the game to uh, to get their, their opinion of how things went. Mike, now when you look about it today, 
LSU a 21-point underdog. What, what do you see? What, what hits your head? What is the first thing that comes to mind when you see LSU, Alabama? I, I, I just don't know without turnovers, um, some, you know, multiple defensive stops, you know, you just wonder how can LSU score on that Alabama defense if they're not given a short field. Um, if LSU's starting on, inside their own territory on most offensive drives, you know, you know, can, can they can they have an extended play drive and drive the ball 80, uh, you know, 70, 80 yards uh, for a scoring drive against that Alabama defense if the receivers aren't going to have the type of game that you just know uh, you, you, your receivers have to have against Alabama in order to score. Um, I, I don't know what uh, Matt Canada has come up with it during the open date, uh, but I fear that that the open date uh, benefits Nick Saban more to to really look at what Canada's done every game and 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 have some things figured out as far as all the motion and the shifting and like he said uh, Monday he called it the eye candy. Uh, you you got to figure those Alabama defenders are going to be very disciplined uh, and not falling for any of that stuff. Mike, uh, over the past couple of weeks, we haven't heard much um, out of LSU's camp. But what, what have you heard in regards to how the practices have been going? Are the guys are beat, and uh, you know, are they are they really truly ready to play this game? And in, in, in which I think they are. But give me your take on that, and, and kind of you know, kind of elaborate on it. Yeah, I. I you know, look, they say all the right things uh, in every uh, media opportunity we get with players. Uh, you wouldn't expect anything. I mean, of course they're going to be up. I mean, this is the game. This is all anybody talks about all year. Everybody picking LSU uh, by, you know, 20-plus points. Um, you know, I, I don't know a whole lot of people who are picking LSU to win this game. And, you know, you've got to believe those players are uh, sick of hearing that and uh, using it for motivation. Of course, everybody says Alabama is using his motivation. The fact that they were picked number two in the playoff poll this week. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see how that how that takes place. Uh, you know, the other thing about looking at Alabama's you know uh, schedule and who they played up to this point. Um, you know, you, you can make the case that they've they've had a very weak schedule up to this point. So you know, maybe LSU's going to go over there and hit him in the mouth. I just I did I just. Wonder if we're going to see some things offensively that we haven't seen. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, you, if you talk to anybody, what's the key? How do you beat Alabama, uh, regardless who the, uh, the opponent is? Well, that opponent has to have a very good quarterback who can scramble, hurt the hurt the defense with feet, and and hit a bunch of passes and sling it around the field. And I just don't know that Danny Etling is that guy. No, absolutely. And look, being a former Tiger myself, I never bet against my Tigers. I don't care who they play against. But the reality is they're playing against one of the top two best teams in the country right now. Now, um, Devin White, man, has had a, a awesome season here thus far. Um, I think he's averaging like 10 tackles per game. Um, he's just he's just lights out this year um, so far. What do the Tigers have to do on defense in order to stop the tide from – uh, you know, putting on the onslaught of, uh, of of points. And I know Alabama's been really good in that first and third quarter, but how do we stop them in the first and third quarter? Yeah, I just think, you know, you, you need to have some uh, defensive stops and not, and not let them grind it out and have uh, long uh, offensive drives and have that defensive front out there for so many, for so many plays. Uh, you know, that's, you know, that's always been the case in these LSU Alabama games. And, 
you think what you're seeing is one thing, and then you get, then you face Alabama, and you, you, when it's over with, what do we all talk about? We talk about how LSU must recruit better offensive and defensive linemen, mm-hmm. and you just know that when this one's over with, if it goes the way we think it's going to go, we're going to be saying the same thing. They've got to get better talent. Uh, I think the offensive line is coming around. Defensive front, they've got some guys sitting out. Shelvin, the Texas Tech transfer. Um, so we'll see, but but the depth, being able to roll guys right. in and not get worn down in, in the second half. You know, if this one's close at halftime, you, you're just waiting for that other shoe to drop in the second half, where you know the the, the floodgates open up and, and Alabama pulls away, or, or you know, and in previous years, uh, when the talent, the, the the disparity in talent wasn't as, it's so great, um, you know, it's that last drive that gets you. Um, yeah. You just wonder if if. If it's going to be earlier on that in this game, just because Lockatour and and Lawrence and, and those guys are on the field so much. No, I I agree with you 100 percent with with that. Um, you know, the, and they the, got to tackle better. No, I mean, they just definitely. You know, De- I mean Devin White to me, he's just outstanding. Uh, but I mean, you know, Orgeron nailed it. I mean, I, he was very candid Monday. He nailed it when he said, you know, our off it's our offensive line. You know, mm-hmm. they've got to protect Danny. They've got to give him you know time. Got to complete some passes and, and, and uh, make some things happen. Uh, and then defensively, got to wrap up. Got to be, you know, not have, uh, uh, you know, so many missed tackles that we've seen in some of the other games. Um, you know, they've got to let the, that. That's where the key is today. And Devin White's just, to me, he's the MVP. Absolutely, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, know, it could be. It could be a thirty. I've been saying 31 to 7 for two weeks. That's just a score I can't get in my head. 31 7, 31 10, 28 10, something in that realm. But even, even if LSU gives up that many points, I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the day where you're not looking at Devin White with an incredible number of tackles and, and, and having an outstanding performance, even though the defense gives up. You know, uh, in Alabama, ends up covering the spread. Right. Well, you know, for me, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I see that at the end of the game. Only because the past, you know, six seasons, even, even, even when we we beat Alabama, um, I think it was 2011 or whatnot, 2010. Um, you know, this, we only beat them 13 to 10 or whatever it was. And every other game since then has been decided by a field goal or maybe seven points at the most. Now this year. It's going to be a little bit different because we're kind of shorthanded, if you will, talent-wise. Not really talent-wise, but numbers-wise. So, and I'm thinking that, you know, our guys are still going to stand up and show up. And our ones are going to do uh, play very well defensively uh, and offensively. And I think it's going to come down to, in my opinion, it's going to come down to, like you said, it's going to be some turnovers. And can we, can we score a, a, a touchdown or so defensively as well as special teams-wise? And then we have to allow Danny Etling the time to be able to throw the ball at at the very least intermediate. Yeah, game. and r- really, really need a good day from the punter. I, um, yes, field position is going to be key. Absolutely. Yeah, he just. Um, I mean, you know what it is. It's it's it, these, these scenarios with Alabama are always the same. Um, but uh, you just, you know, we could be. I could be totally wrong. A lot of people could be totally wrong at the end of the day, yep. and, and we're sitting here talking about another seventeen to fourteen. Um, I just from what we've seen offensively. In the unorthodox ways that LSU's had to score, and then at the end of the day, you've got games where wide receivers lead the team in rushing, and running backs have all the receptions. You know, is that is can LSU win? Uh, you know, put you know double-digit points on the board in that manner, in that you know, uh, in those ways that you just it it doesn't 
you, you can't foresee or you, you yep. can't predict. Um, I, you know, I don't know if the jet sweeps and all that stuff's going to fly with that speedy Alabama defense. Mike, let them know again how to get the latest on the Bayou Bengals. Yeah, go to TigerBait.com. We got it all for you uh, in our, our TigerBait message board. We do our, our live game chat uh, where we uh, talk about it and, and chat about it while the game's going live. So uh, check us out at TigerBait.com if you're an LSU fan. That's Mike Scarborough. A lot more to get to. Mike, thank you so much. We'll talk hey. to you later. All right, Mike. Thanks. All right. Along with Herb Tyler and Deke Bellavere, the big one. LSU and Alabama, 7-10 kickoff tonight right here on Tiger Radio, WWL. He is Herb Tyler and Deke Bellavere. It's LSU and Alabama. Next hour, Charlie Potter, who covers Alabama football for BamaOnline.com, will be with us to give us the take on the number one ranked, number two ranked Crimson Tide. Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWL.com and Louisa Network Sports Director, will be with us to talk about his take on LSU and Alabama, the Tide and the Tigers. Coming up tonight, a 7-10 kickoff from Brian Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Alabama leads this all-time series 51-25-5. It's the fourth longest series in Alabama history of all the teams they played the longest. LSU was fourth on their schedule. And last season, the Herb was a tremendous matchup. It saw uh, Jalen Hurts come up with a couple of big runs that led to 10 points and Alabama took care of business 10 to 0 in Baton Rouge. Uh, LSU certainly had the defense they needed to win that contest. Her. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, if I don't, uh, my memory serves me correctly, I remember that was Coach O was one of his first mm-hmm. games as an interim head coach if you will at the time and um, I know people were kind of a little bit down on him and um, Coach Ensminger on the offensive effort if you will is in, in, in regards to creativity. I think you'll see something different today. I don't think you'll see the same thing. I think that you know we lost we we, we lost some some pretty <laughs> really stout talent on defense last yeah, year. Yep. However, I think that in a guy like Devin White, I think he can bring or raise the level of play for my guys this year. So I think that I don't think we'll hold those guys to ten points, but I can see us holding them to maybe twenty points. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts is uh. He, he's one year wiser. He's a, a true sophomore this year, and uh, he's playing really, really well right now. He still struggles in the passing game a little bit, if you will, on third and long and third and in intermediate when he has to throw the ball. But the one thing he does, he can do, and that he does well is, is use his feet to, to get himself out of jam. So um, if we can contain him and keep him in the pocket, not allow him outside of the pocket, I think defensively we'll have a great opportunity to make some things happen. Um, then kind of get him rattled a little bit to where he kind of throw the ball a little irate, and then we can catch a pick or two, maybe take one to the house, or maybe get a sack, scoop and score for a touchdown defensively. I think we have a shot, man. Alabama enters a contest at eight and zero, a perfect five and zero in conference play. LSU is three and one in league play and six and two overall. So this is again, like we said, when you think about the way the conference is set up, other than those two losses, because State lost to uh, Auburn and Georgia. Yep. They would need some help. Two top LSU, 15 teams. Yes, too. LSU, Auburn, and Alabama all control their own destiny when it comes to the Western Division race because uh, either you have one loss or zero, you're still very much in it, whereas Georgia's got a pretty much a comfortable lead in the East. To give you an idea, yep. uh, Georgia's at 5-0, and South Carolina's at 4-2. and two. So even the loss today, if Georgia were to get beat by South Carolina, yeah. they still That's have big. a game cushion mm-hmm. over the Gamecocks. Coming up next hour, we got a lot to get to. We'll go behind enemy lines and talk to Charlie Potter and get the latest on the 8-0 Alabama Crimson Tide. And what about Jalen Hurts? What is the key with this young man? Has he gotten better as a sophomore this season? And what about exploits? What can LSU do to exploit? And where can they exploit Alabama? Where do they feel like they have an opportunity to make some things happen? We'll talk to our, our guests and get our 
knowledge from our main man, Herb Tyler, what he thinks LSU can do. And I'll give you my take on that, too, as well, looking at some of the numbers. Uh, not much, but there are a few areas <laughs> in which LSU can maybe make yep. something happen. Not much. Counting you down to LSU and Alabama, number 19 and number 2 tonight. 710 kickoff on Tiger Radio, WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.